0: Liz Jensen is the author of six highly acclaimed novels. She told me about the origins of two of them, War Crimes for the Home and The Ninth Life of Louis Drax. War Crimes for the Home had a very strange evolution because
1: originally I had wanted to write a book from the point of view of a five-year-old boy because at the time of writing my children are about four and... Eight, and I liked the way they talked and I wanted to do a sort of kiddie voice and I wrote a whole chapter from the point of view of this child going on a fishing trip with his brother and at some point I thought, well actually there's not very much difference between someone very young and someone very old when they talk because you know, young children are quite, I suppose what we would call inarticulate they don't have the range of vocabulary that we have and they're very direct and they don't mess about and old people are like that too. I mean, they have a wider vocabulary, but they're they're very direct, they're quite rude sometimes. And I thought, I could just turn this boy into a very old lady, because then they can have memories. I wanted someone to have memories, and five-year-old children don't have much in the way of memories. So suddenly I had this 79-year-old woman on my hands, and of course, if she was going to have memories, they would have been of the war. And so that's how the war came in. I never planned to write a book about World War II, absolutely not.
0: The, the heroine, Gloria, has a form of Alzheimer's, which means that her memory is either selective or repressed. And I think when we're reading it, we don't really know which. How do you set about creating a voice like that?
1: Well, it's, a, I suppose, a classic, inconsistent, unreliable narrator really. She has a form of selective, elective Alzheimer's, which she could turn on and off like a tap, depending on what she wants to remember and what she doesn't want to remember. And then, of course, there is something in her past that has caused her to forget certain things. So it was a challenge and fun, and it's all about fun for me, to write from the point of view of someone whose memory is sort of full of holes and sort of not at all full of holes.
0: It's similar to The Ninth Life of Louis Drax, in the sense that he is a boy of nine years old and there are holes in his memory. Is he selective in his memory? Yes, I
1: think he is. He has to be because it's his, his only way to survive. I think it's quite common in people, especially young people who've experienced some traumatic event. I think you see it a lot in times of war as well. They lose their memory. Young boys who lose their mothers very often lose their memory at the same time. It's a form of self-preservation, I suppose. But then, of course, these things can pop back. They can pop back in dreams or they can pop back triggered by something unexpected. And that's very fascinating because what you're doing with the reader is you're getting them to kind of put some of the pieces together you're almost asking your reader to be a kind of detective and to sieve out what's what's real and what isn't real what might be a a sort of made-up memory and what might be true fact dressed up as something else but I think with me what happens is I don't always know I don't always know what they're going to find out at the end and, and I find out sometimes round about the same time they do whatever the buried horror is or whatever the buried secret is. It's not as though I plan in advance what the mystery is going to be. I mean,
0: Another thing about your writing is that it's, it's not dark writing, it's constantly entertaining and it's filled sometimes literally with jokes, as in the case of war crimes, since Gloria has some um, a good repertoire of foul-mouthed jokes. Well,
1: do you know, I put those in because it was very dark. It was actually a very, very dark book and I read it through at some stage of my drafting, I thought, no, no, this is, this. there's not enough fun here. She's, we've got to have some fun. So I just very simply thought, because I love jokes as well, I thought, stick some jokes in. So I think that lightened it a lot because it would have been quite gloomy without them. I think there's an extent to which writing is about self-entertainment. It's about living in a world that you can't live in in real life and probably wouldn't want to. It's about really flexing the muscles of the imagination and going to places you couldn't possibly go i love all that i mean i love the idea of you know i can be anyone i want to be it's like being an actress as well you get into the skin of somebody and then you you know you can be a a 19th century danish prostitute or you can be a nine-year-old boy or you can be an old lady with alzheimer's or you can be a victorian freak you can be whatever you want
0: You were saying that when you were devising war crimes that you'd started off with the idea of a child and you'd ended up with a woman who was 80, nearly, and therefore you'd had to research her past. Can you say something about the way in which you set about that research?
1: Well, I I didn't know anything much about the war except what I'd seen on endless war movies, but it was the home front that interested me, in particular GIs and young silly girls it it wasn't about heroics at all it was about the nitty-gritty of living through the blitz and everything else so i read a wonderful book by a woman called pamela winfield about gi brides called sentimental journey and i went and talked to her and she was enormously helpful and her book was very inspiring and then i got a travel grant from the society of authors and i went to the states and interviewed another gi bride over there and her husband so I did far more research than I had planned to or really wanted to, because I do like to make things up. I don't really like doing research, or I thought at that point that I didn't like doing research. So I rather surprised myself by the amount that I ended up doing and how much I, I quite enjoyed it. You have to get it right with World War II. You can't mess about too much with okay. what's in living memory and what's a very important area. You can't make things up in the way I did for Arc Baby. I mean, I made up a whole species of animals and nobody noticed I made up science and nobody noticed. And I mixed it in with real science <laughs> and still nobody noticed. Or <laughs> well, maybe they did, but they were too polite to say anything.
0: I'm thinking in particular with war crimes and the Second World War, you'd have to think of getting the language correct or the slang at least correct. I mean, I, I, how much work do you do on that?
1: Oh, that's lots of fun. That's great fun. I mean, with Google, you can do everything very quickly, to be honest. You know, you just type in... Second World War slang, and up pops a list. You know, it really is very, very straightforward. I, mean, I love the internet for that reason. You can just find out whatever you want very, very quickly. And then find the book you need to read and order it.
0: And did you test the slang on anybody from that generation?
1: Pamela Winfield read the book for me, and she corrected me on a few things. And, and then there were certain things I had come across elsewhere that I put in the book that she said, no, 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 that would never... We never did that. So she was quite strict with me about it. But then, of course, her experience didn't tally necessarily with the experience of other people. But, uh, yeah, there were certain things that she said, no, people never said that. I think there was an expression. Someone said, I should cocoa. And uh, she said, I never heard that. I thought, well, I really like it, so I'm going to leave it in anyway.
0: And I did. War Crimes for the Home has also been adapted for the stage, not by you, but by Leela Boris. Did you go and see that? Oh, I, sure, I went and saw it. I went and saw it about five times
1: <laughs> and I loved it. And she did a wonderful job because there were a lot of characters in the book and she had to cut them right down. So certain people just went out the window and uh, she, she managed it very well. And it's, it's such a joy to see your own work being transformed into another medium because you are given it back in a way. The problem with being a writer is you can never really read your own books and, and enjoy them in any way. But if they're turned into something else, you can. And it was wonderful.
0: From the Open University. For more information, go to www.open.ac.uk forward slash use.